Welcome back to Happy Hour, where we talk about mental health in gaming and esports. My name is Jess Brohard, and I'm an esports event host as well as a content creator, as well as a recovering alcoholic. So each week I talk to someone who works in gaming and esports, and we explore their career, their mental health, and how the two go hand in hand. This week, my guest is Gregory Ortiz, who you probably know better as SessoHQ. He is a content creator, graphic designer, editor. He is a multi-talented man with a really popular YouTube channel where he does really amazing tutorials. And as he puts it, he's just obsessed with being different. He's got so, so much to say. And he told me some really incredible stories about the car accident that changed his life and set him on this path as well as a lot of really cool other things. So I hope you really enjoy this episode. So I know you as like a bomb ass editor, you have this amazing YouTube channel that is just growing so fast. Um, but how would you put all that into your own words? Like, how do you describe what you do? Uh, okay. Well, I would say I am obsessed with sort of being different. I love the idea of creating new ideas. Um, growing in the community myself, there was no real sort of like person that you would kind of like be able to like look up to and be like, this guy is like, he does so many cool things, shares all of his ideas. So when I, when I definitely found that YouTube, I definitely had a passion for, I was like, I mean, what's the point of holding back ideas? I think it's just one of the, the best things you can do. I think is just take an idea. If you have one, share it with the world. And if you have, you know, if it, if it works out, it works out, you know, you grow from sharing the idea as well as everyone else who ever ends up watching grows the idea. So I think everyone kind of like benefits from just sharing love and ideas. I, 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 I wish people understood that for me. I don't know. Not that many people get the idea of holding the exclusivity is like cool and all. But I think sharing ideas honestly just helps the entire community grow and in turn helps you grow. I love that because I noticed that a lot of your videos are like tutorials on and your videos are so well done. They're amazing. Like how how long have you been creating content? Oh, I would say around so probably like eight years or so. Um, okay. Started off on a channel where I actually started off doing like editing, like video editing, not like Photoshop editing. And uh, I just you know, didn't have much success with the first channel, but just sort of that <clears throat> idea of the 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 tutorial concept, I just found so much fun because I, I can talk for days, I think. Um, probably talk a little bit too much, but it works out. And a lot of people just kind of find the uh, the energy I bring to my videos just you know, kind of like, like uplifting. You're not just watching a tutorial. You're like, hopefully you feel like you're watching a friend just kind of like vibing and, and you're learning something on the way. That's so cool. And I definitely, I get that from your, your, just your whole energy really. Like in speaking to you right now, I can tell, like, it feels like, like I, this is the first time I've ever spoken to you, but it feels like, I don't know. It's a really, you have a great way about you. And I really, I really admire that. Thank um, you. how long does it take you to do these videos though? Because it feels like you just put so much into them and they must be so time consuming. Oh man. Uh, I, the amount of time is, it's kind of, it was on and off really. It was actually pretty bad in the beginning. I would, probably spend up to six to eight hours trying to make, I, I would call myself in the past a perfectionist. I've tried to get over that idea. I would sometimes, you know, say my intro. I would have to say it over and over and over again, never cut. I would have to have it straight from start to finish, no mess ups, no hiccups, no sneezing, no coughing. And it was just probably not the most healthiest thing. I'm not going to lie. I, I found myself that if I don't one 
shot this this attempt here. I no one's gonna watch it. That's that's what I said in my head, and it was crazy. Sometimes it would take yeah the entire day almost just because I mess up right at the end, and I'm like I can't cut it. I can't do it. I gotta redo it. It was crazy, but mm-hmm. I mean it, it. I it almost sort of like in a way helped me understand sort of like how what needs to be said at this point because now I cut my videos up. I I you know don't really mind the idea of jump cuts. I just that concept to me is far far gone now but you know <laughs> i would say uh i don't know realistically probably like four four to five hours just so so i like to just kind of take the two hours um because sometimes i don't even know what video i'm going to be doing until the day before i upload it so i just take a few hours and be like hey what's what can i play with in photoshop for a little bit and then i'll you know play with it for a little bit then i'll make sure i do it over and over and over again for like you know another 30 40 minutes so i can make sure i can like t- you know cut the time from being like a 40 minute video to like a 10 minute video and when I start pressing record, then, you know, I, I, I got myself like a pretty good route to what I want to take, what I want to do. So I don't kind of like jump and skip and forget around things. How did you get into this? Um, like, cause you, you're obviously very, um, you know, self-regimented and, you know, obviously no one's like telling you like, all right, this video is due tomorrow or whatever. That's all on you holding yourself accountable. How did you, um, like, how did you develop that accountability? Oh man, I, I would say the accountability really truly comes from some some of the people that watch me and you know the subscribers that watch me. Um, you know, it, I, I'm so used to the idea of making sure I post. I've been posting one video a week. Uh, previous before one video was two videos a week, but it got too much for me for a little bit. But one video a week every single Sunday for the past seven uh, six years. So it's like almost in wow. my like just soul to make sure that I I bring something new. Um, but also comes with a lot of pressure, obviously. Um, but at the same time, I, everyone who supports me, just even if the video is like not the best, they're like, ah, you know what? You know, next week might be even better. You know, I also <laughs> learned something this week. So I mean, I just, <laughs> I, I, I love it though. Cause you know, at the same time, like it, it doesn't make me feel sort of like, I'm not gonna lie, seeing 10 out of 10 on YouTube, like the uh, <clears throat> viewer wise, the worst feeling on the planet. But you know, <laughs> I could go back to Twitter and you know everyone's just showing love and just like all right cool you know i can go hop it on twitch make myself feel a little bit more better and just kind of share some ideas there and you know it's just it's one of those things i i love it though I, that's all i know <laughs> well so it sounds like you have a very like positive audience and absolutely that's amazing but that also seems like that's a little bit unique um in mm. that i mean not not that so other i know other creators have you know really positive audiences as well but yours and it, it, do you think that has to do with like your own attitude do you think that your your community kind of reflects that i would absolutely hope so I, I do think i i push the uh the idea of just sort of like trying to push like a good vibe like even when i'm streaming for sure everyone's just like you have such a cool vibe uh, cool music taste, things like that. So I'm just like, I, I hope that I attract people that kind of are on the same energy as me. Cause mm. I, I, I love to just sort of like, you know, just live, you know, I, you know, at the same time, everyone gets sad, but at the same time, if you can have that one person who kind of just like, you know, is, is in your field and you can watch him, you know, smile a little bit, have a little bit of fun, laugh a little bit. I feel like that's just everything, almost everything, especially yeah. in quarantine right now. Oh my gosh, right? That's yeah, how how have you how how are you reacting to quarantine? Are you um cuz you you seem like you're a pretty like outgoing person, so is it is it difficult for you to have to not really, you know, be uh, maybe as social as usual? Absolutely. I definitely I'm super extroverted. Like uh it, it, quarantine was definitely a struggle for me. Um however, I did pick up streaming while I was in quarantine cuz I had plenty of time after that. 
Um, so I would stream every single day for what I think it was about four months when I was doing it straight. And I ended up getting partner, uh, growing a pretty awesome community over at Twitch. And then I honestly just truthfully, the Twitch and community and live streaming pretty much helped save the the sanity of like the the concept of being alone. Um, yeah. Even though you are technically alone in this room with your camera on, you got people to talk to, people to like respond back to what you're saying to. So that definitely helped. Um, I also did go back home for a month and it was, you know, everything too. But, you know, I probably stayed a little bit too long because leaving was terrible. (laughs) (laughs) So, so Twitch has been a relatively new thing for you, but then you've been on YouTube like forever, right? Yes. Okay. So um, about how long did you say you've been creating content? About six or seven years. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So, and then how did you um, take it from, I know you said you, you started and you had, you, you didn't have a whole lot of success doing your, your video editing stuff. So then how did you um, grow your channel and how did you, uh, how were you able to to become so successful and like, how did your philosophy change? I, well, so I actually ended up doing a tutorial. um, So back in the day when you do these all cool, like COD montages, really cool game montages, they would have this sequence where in like an intro, you would have this cool text that would float, almost feel like you're inside the scene. And so with those programs, I had to actually download Photoshop and Cinema 4D. And I thought it was so cool that I figured out how to do it looking at forms and some other videos. And I was like, I low key can probably like put this in a video myself and like show people how to do this editing process. People were so fascinated in it. The the video kind of like, well, I think it got like 20K views back in the day. And that was like super huge for me. So I capitalized on it. I was just like, I'm going to try to do some more 3D oriented stuff. And then for some reason that just, you know, kept growing it kept coming back. And I was just like, okay. So I, I was very much in this like cool 3d world for a little bit in the, in the world of graphic design um, until I finally moved away and then, you know, got into the more of just Photoshop itself. But uh, I would say I got fairly lucky on a video um, and then try, just try to just capitalize out capitalize on it as much as I possibly can. So uh, I, I really love what you said about how you like, just like try to be different and, it's like, I can tell that you are just such a creative person. Have you always been that way? Like, were you interested in like art and stuff growing up? Or were you always kind of like marching to the the beat of your own drummer or whatever that saying is? Uh, absolutely. I definitely, uh, so funny story. I was, I was, I was a pretty smart kid growing up. Um, I ended up like getting hit by a car in my fifth grade year. Oh. Uh, in my fifth grade year, I got hit on, by a car on a Tuesday of that week. And I was supposed to take a test to skip grades on Friday. Oh. So I ended up basically, I was super into school. Like my mom for everything, everything for her was school, school, school. Um, and then yeah, I got hit by a car. I ended up, uh, it was going 40 miles an hour in a, in a 15 mile per hour zone. Um, I had a friend and I were playing tag. He ended up crossing the street and he didn't see the car. So I went ahead and basically pushed him out of the way. I got struck. And then it was just probably the most terrible, terrible thing. But, you know, his family was super appreciative, always visited me in the hospital and things like that. Um, But with that, they, they definitely like assisted in my art, kind of like just the idea. Cause when I was in school, they they didn't really send me too much work. You know, I don't think they just (laughs) wanted to like, just send this broken kid work. Uh, (laughs) So my mom got me, you know, like a laptop, you know, I, I would, she would, like, I would just basically use paint every day, and then like, mm-hmm. um, she would like print out my pictures, things like that. And she would always buy me these sketchbooks, like coloring books, and things like that. I, I was definitely exposed to art a lot, like more than I thought. 
Now that I think about it, it was it was a lot. I it, I, owe, I kind of owe it to getting hit by a car, but I mean, as dark as it is, I mean, it it definitely changed my life almost for for the better in a way. It, it was it was it it helped me understand that like at a young age that you know th- that could have been the last day, you know. So if you just want to do what you want to do and just enjoy what you want to do, just do it. And with that, I just kind of like was super into art. You know, I would take all the pottery classes, all the uh, painting classes in high school, all the electives that was anything art I would just take. Not to say I was the best at anything, but like I just enjoyed the idea of trying different things and like like just seeing what like why it's different and why why the start to finish is different. I just that concept and that process was just like everything to me. For some reason, it was just everything to me. This episode is brought to you by Cap 10 Hats, high quality dad hats that donate 10% of their profits to ocean cleaning efforts. And now as we're heading into the colder months, Cap 10 is introducing new beanies in three colors to keep you warm for the winter. And as a thank you to happy hour listeners, you can use code happy for 15% off your order. Go to cap10hats.ca, that's C-A-P-T-E-N hats.ca, and use code HAPPY, H-A-P-P-I, for 15% off your order. Once again, that's cap10hats.ca, and use code HAPPY for 15% off. Join the movement and help save our oceans. So in back then, what would you have said you wanted to be when you grew up, and did you have any idea that you would be, you know, doing what you do now? Oh, man, I I, I was going to be a I, – I always said I want to be a criminal investigation – officer oh that was my that was my like i loved but i I guess why i loved it so much is i just love critically thinking and just try to like solve a problem um and then yeah i also loved like the csi shows like i would watch my mom all the time and i was just like trying to figure it out while she's doing it we have like she would we would just have this fun dialogue with each other like what's gonna happen like i I love my mom for one i don't know if you could tell but i love her (laughs) so much um but yeah i i I then sort of like, I guess it, it was this weird strike of just when Photoshop came in my life. I was just, this, I was like, this is, this is it. Like, this is exactly, exactly it. Um, but for basically most of my life, it was definitely criminal investigation officer trying to solve murder problems for some reason. <laughs> um so did you uh did you end up going to school for any sort of, you know, like editing or, or, or anything like related to that? Yeah, I ended up going to a community college for around two years. So my plan with community college was, for one, I was not ready to leave home at that time. I was just like not uh, – I just wasn't ready. I was like mm-hmm. I, I would love to go to full state university, um, mm-hmm. but then just sort of like didn't end up doing that. I, so I went to community college for about two years. The first year um, was just I didn't really get to do anything I wanted to do. But the second year, I basically – had the idea. So my YouTube channel at this time was probably around like 60K, right? And, you know, Twitter was like 14K or something like that. And I just remember telling myself, like, if I was able to spend as much time as I'm in school, I feel like I can make this like a thing. Like I had pretty passive income just from like my selling products online kind of thing and then taking clients here and there. And I was like, I feel like not wasting my time per se, but I feel like I could be using my time a lot more wiser. So in that second year, I ended up taking three years, or excuse me, two years worth of credits in totaling in three years. So that way at the end of the second year semester, I would go to my mom and be like, hey, ma, 
I took all these extra credits. That's why I'm at, at home at like one o'clock in the morning because I have gym class until 12. Like, if you can let me take this year off, I, I won't be behind. Like, I, all my friends will still be in the same year as me technically. I just doubled down. And she was just like, if you're going to go through this much effort, I'll let you take the year off um, and just you do the YouTube thing. And I was like, got this. And she let me do it uh, and never ended up going, having to go back, you know, later, you know, maybe what, fast forward a year and a half later and I'm in 100 Thieves. So it was a risk going to my mom because I was like, yeah, I know how much she loves school. Uh, <laughs> but I was like, hey, look, I mean, I, I did the part. I did it. Like, I'm not going to be behind. Her whole thing is that she didn't want me to be behind. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, I, I took the year took the year off, and I was it, it, it was amazing. I, I did so many things. I was I was posting two videos a week sometimes. Um, I, I was actually live streaming on YouTube for a little bit for every once in a while, kind of like trying to just, just, just allow the audience to kind of understand me and who I am because – you know, in the YouTube videos, I'm just super kind of energetic and almost probably a little overbearing for some people sometimes <laughs> when it comes down to it. Like, you know, go watch a Photoshop tutorial. You got this guy like screaming in your ear, but um, I'm, that's just me, you know? So if you can't watch it, it sucks, but I mean, that's just me. But yeah, it was, it was definitely school helped as well. I mean, friends mm -hmm. I met there were super, super awesome. I mean, it was fun. Like I, I had a fun college experience, even though it was a community college, but it was still fun i still learned a lot i still appreciate my professors they also appreciated me um they actually helped me get a few conversations with like uh creative director over at nike creative director at um uh oh my gosh i can't remember but i had conversations with them because my professors also saw i guess something in me and i was like you know they, they allowed me they connected me and i had a few conversations i didn't know i, I didn't really know what to ask you know if there was anything I would say is if you have any opportunity to talk to anybody who has experience, please take it. Cause I, I wish I took more opportunity on that. Cause I feel like I gotta learn a lot more. Um, but yeah, I, I, I appreciated school for sure, but it just wasn't exactly what I wanted to be in right there. Yeah. Well, it sounds like you, you got a lot out of it anyway. And I really like that you like basically did the math and you were like, well, if I put this much more time toward it instead of towards school, then I can be making this much more money. And yeah. like, do you, do you think that helped convince your mom? Like, she is, is that what ultimately let her like oh, give yeah. you her blessing? <laughs> Absolutely. But I, I have a funny story about um, mom. So I never had a bank account, right? I always had PayPal, right? I always mm -hmm. had it like the the money be mailed in like a, as a check, and then I would mm -hmm. have my friend from high school like take me to the check cashing place, bring the money in, and I would put it in this brown paper bag. Right. Oh, why? Why would I do that? Right. So <laughs> I put it on the top. So if you were to open your closet and you like the, on the inside of your closet on like the top mantle, I would put the brown hair back on top of the mantle. So it like sits there. No one else can like see it. Oh. And then my mom cleaned my room one day and. <laughs> Found so, your stash. Oh, oh God. So I come she home. Like, how'd you get all this money? Yeah. Oh man. I, kept, I come home from school. She's just sitting down, like literally movie, cross-legged, like just slapping the money on her hand. And I'm like, what is going on? And then all of a sudden she starts tearing up. And I'm like, what in the world is happening here? So for some reason, 
my mom thought I was selling drugs. And I was That's like, what I was going to ask. Oh, my God. I was like, no, no, no. No, absolutely <laughs> not. And she was just like, I can't believe. Well, no way. Like, there's no way. And I'm like, yeah, oh. there's literally no way. Why would oh. I do this? So, so she didn't know that you had been, like, freelancing and stuff like that? Absolutely. She didn't know how much money was coming in at, at all. She had oh. no context of what I was, why I was staying up even later, right? While mm-hmm. she had to come in my room at four o'clock in the morning so I said, go to bed. Like she had no nothing. Was that, were you, were you like um, not really telling her or was she just like not really understanding that like, oh, he's actually doing something and not just like playing on the computer? So right, esports as a concept itself was just, you know, not mm-hmm. the easiest thing to grasp. Right. So I'm like, I'm playing games, mom, with these people here. They're like, she's like, I don't care. But I'm playing like <laughs> games with like phase members and like, you mm-hmm. know, gaining traction, followers, things like that, because we're just, you know, super cool individuals. It was the, the duo back in the day with me was like phase rain, phase adapt. They're always like just inviting me to games and things like that. So I'm playing with them. And at the time when I'm playing with them, obviously my social, like how do you say, like social presence is also growing there too. I'm like, Ma, mm-hmm. don't make me get off. I just started playing with them, you know? Yeah. I'm like, she's like, no, get off the game. I'm just like, no, oh. but she wouldn't, she wouldn't, no. She definitely did not know until that day I ended up bringing her to my room. Like, look, mom, this is my PayPal, right? This is, you know, this is YouTube. I mean, she knew about YouTube, but this is like the sell fi where I, I would basically have this passive income come in. And I'm like, hey, mom, look, I'm selling these products, right? They, they buy it here. It goes to my PayPal. I mail it in. Right. It takes seven days. After the seven days, I can go to the ke- uh, check cashing place and then I'll just take the money and put it in the brown paper bag. And then she was like, OK, like, I guess we got to open up your bank account. I was like, OK, cool. So, <laughs> it was, you know, it was super easy after that. But holy oh, man, I was I was thrown back. That's a day I'll never forget. But yeah, it was it was funny for sure. That is really funny. Do you think that so you know obviously you said how close you are with your mom. Do you think that um you you still would have made the leap into like full-time, you know, gaming content creation stuff if you didn't have your mother's blessing? I mean, hard to say cuz she she loved everything I like she I never felt like sort of restricted in a way, right? Cuz after that day, it was it was as clear as she would never come to my room at like, you know, I would stay up. Sometimes I would be doing just playing video games, but you know, the days I'm just like up till four o'clock in the morning, she's getting up for work. Cause she goes to work at four 30. She's just like, Hey, says so like, Hey, like, hi, love you. I'm about to go to work. Um, she wouldn't really at, after that day, she would never sort of restrict the idea of what I'm doing. And, and she, she wouldn't ever take my time that I'm using and think I'm using it in like a negative light. She would always, be like, he's, he's doing something, you know, he's doing something. And if he's doing something, I'm okay with it. So, I mean, I, it's almost, I think she pushed me harder to be fair. Cause she would just let me get away with these like, oh man, if beforehand she'd be like, go to bed, I'll take this PS, you know, I'll take everything, you know, I'm like, dang it. <laughs> uh, but after that, she genuinely, she, she had super faith in me. Right. And, and it just felt like I needed to just perform after that. So mm-hmm. I do think I probably would have stayed in the, in the scene, but I don't think I would have gotten as far as I gotten if it wasn't for her. Mm-hmm. So you, you currently, like you said, you, you upload videos every Sunday and you are, you stick to that schedule. Do you feel like you put a lot of pressure on yourself or do you feel like you get, you have a lot of pressure coming from your audience, like never miss an upload? Uh, pressure is yes, yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like if I miss an upload, it's like the end of the world for some reason. 
uh, just because it has been my world for so long. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it might not be true. It definitely is not true. It's definitely <laughs> not true. But yeah, I'm going to tell you, it's it's not true. But yeah. <laughs> I understand that feeling. <laughs> but like, it's just if I can do it for the things I've done over the six years, I feel like it it would be almost a step backwards if I can't do it for some reason, right? That's like that's the idea and the concept that goes in my head. Um, and sometimes it was under preparation. Like I said, like sometimes I have no idea what video I'm going to record until, you know, 14 hours before the video has to be uploaded. And that pressure is due to just me poor time management. If it's poor time management, it's not the YouTube video. That's a problem. It's sort of like the time management. That was a problem. And I need to fix that and make sure the next week that comes around, you know, I think about what I'm going to do and not like have to just sit there and panic and like, Oh, is this good enough? Is this good enough? Ask everyone, is this good enough? Restart like that. I feel time management is, is YouTube's best friend, right? Like if you if you can nail a, a, a schedule to help you out and like, or how do you say, just nail a schedule to just really do the video, then you're good. I just, I don't know. The pressure is definitely there though. I mean, there's no way around it. it, it you, it's been your life for so long. You just kind of don't know how not to do it. And the concept of not doing it might feel like you're just, like I said, stepping backwards. And this is as untrue as it is. That's just for me. That's just the mindset that I have with YouTube. Mm-hmm. And it's all. It's also interesting to hear, I guess, a lot about that pressure, since you know, like we talked about, your your audience is very positive. Um, yeah. So I can imagine they're they're probably not, you know, being like, oh, Sessa, you need to do this, and oh, I can't believe you, you know. But um, <laughs> yeah. do you do you ever get any uh, like negative feedback from your audience or like trolls or anything? Oh, absolutely. Uh, I mean, the most common message i probably takes up 30 percent of my youtube comments of all time is you talk so fast like insert negative word here um i don't know they i mean for a fact like i know i talk incredibly fast but i do think it's like a performance issue where i just sort of like press record all of a sudden my anxiety like peaks um Mm. and i just sort of like don't know how to take a breath and sort of like just to just talk I just have to like, you know, always be like on a super upbeat. And it's, I don't know, it's, I guess it's this thing what happens when I press the record button, but definitely there's negativity out there. I mean, I mean, it's so weird. And also the first time I ever showed my face, like my face cam and like be able to like YouTube to see who I was, I Mm -hmm. lost, uh, I think it was around 300 subscribers. (gasps) And it was sad because like, it was actually super sad for me at the time. Now it's just like, I mean, who wants those people in those in my in my fans anyway? You know, who, yeah. why do I want them to be fans of me anyway? But you know, when I was gaining like 15 subscribers a day, right? You lose 300 on one day because you showed your face and people are like yeah. this and that about you know race for some reason, right? Oh, and even have oh, like yeah. the the common messages like, oh dude, you're like you're pretty good at Photoshop for a black eye. I'm like, what stuff? Swear, I swear up and down on it. It was it it was Oh my god. It was rough because I was just like, what? Like I, I didn't understand the concept of I guess racism. I like I never really like was around people who were mm-hmm. racist, you know? Like, but there was that was clear as day. Like I like that I, I felt mm-hmm. like I was like I messed up there. I felt like wow. something I did was incredibly wrong. And those are the only that that time was the only time I ended up not posting for I think it was around three weeks. Um, because I was just sort of like scared, like what would they say next? And, uh, you know, it, it, uh, it woke me up a little bit, but you know, I posted the video 
that 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 was the next that next video that I ended up posting. I've been consistent ever since then. But after that video, you know, you would get like you know fourteen dislikes and you know fifty likes, and you know after not getting that many dislikes at all, I would probably get zero to one at most. But you see those fourteen for some reason, it would eat you up, and you're just like, ah, mm-hmm. oh, like what, like like how can they feel this way? For why, like for why, like mm-hmm. I don't know why, but. At that, I just, I got, o- I didn't get over it per se, mm-hmm. but I was just sort of like, I pushed through it and, you know, the positivity was, was definitely still there. Right. And, mm-hmm. and, and people were like, you know, then, then the black community was just like, oh dude, like, let's go. Like we got someone yeah. to kind of like ride behind and that was kind of cool too. So I was like, you know what, you know, I, I, I was still a positive person. So I was just sort of like, I like, don't mind it. Cause like at the same time, like those people are still giving me views, Right. So mm-hmm. I don't, I don't mind it out that they're, they're going to comment They're my algorithm. Thank you. Um, but yeah, I, I do think it was, it was rough there, but mm-hmm. I do have negative comments, but like I said, it's not really sort of negative. It's just sort of like they associate me talking fast with either taking a whole bunch of drugs, oh, being yeah. stupid or just like, like, I don't know, just something, something, something negative of that sort. It was Mm -hmm. like, or negative and, you know, whatever light, but just sort of like a, a not who I am kind of thing. But yeah, well, go ahead. Sorry. Oh, I was just saying, it feels like there's maybe it's there. There are a lot of assumptions that are made about you. Um, And so it's maybe not necessarily that it's like a negative thing. It's just, but like, but I mean, but it is still like offensive to to offensive thing. That's 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 more, more better word. Apologies. Yeah. Yeah. This episode is brought to you by Cap 10 Hats, high quality dad hats that donate 10% of their profits to ocean cleaning efforts. And now as we're heading into the colder months, Cap 10 is introducing new beanies in three colors to keep you warm for the winter. And as a thank you to happy hour listeners, you can use code happy for 15% off your order. Go to cap10hats.ca, that's C-A-P-T-E-N hats.ca, and use code HAPPY, H-A-P-P-I, for 15% off your order. Once again, that's cap10hats.ca, and use code HAPPY for 15% off. Join the movement and help save our oceans. Uh, so were you, uh, like, surprised and, and pretty caught off guard by, you know, experiencing that racism? Uh, uh, like I said, absolutely. Um, I remember, like, Show my friends like there's no way people were. I was like, yeah, man. Like, look at the you, you look at the video. So you can at the time you can look at the video analytics and see how many subscribers you gained from it. And mm-hmm. I lost like 190 from that video or something wow. like that. And it was just like that. That I just couldn't grasp that concept. Like I generally couldn't grasp like that right. that it was real, right? Because I was like that was the first time I like was fairly like directly impacted. And I was just like I at that at that time I was. It, it would I would average what like you know 800 viewers and I'm like if I just lost 300 just now who are my active people like am I gonna average less and I you know I did average less for a little bit and I mean like at the same time though as much as it is like I, you can't really ignore it but you have to like you just like I said I just kind of like push through mm-hmm. it um but I, it was it was it was it was everything I hope no one goes through because that that mm-hmm. that feeling especially as like a YouTuber just like, you know, cares about the viewers, if the video did good, things like that. And like you waited the entire week to post this video and all of a sudden it just brings you this negative light. I think I was probably under the covers for like a week, man. It was like terrible. Yeah, um, well, and that's such a personal thing is the other thing. Like, cause it's not like they're 
was any sort of criticism of your content. And that's why there was like a drop in subscribers. It was like some, it was just like, it was just, it was racism. That's yeah, just, like, that just sucks. Blatant. It was oh. blatant. Yeah. I'm sorry. You went through that. Thank you. I mean, I, I, like, so I'm, I'm sorry. They couldn't, you know, learn some more Photoshop. I mean, that's their fault. Yeah. So how do you deal with it? Or do you have any sort of response when you, encounter that sort of thing these days? I mean, is it, is it, I'm assuming it, you probably, or I don't know how often, how often do you experience that sort of just like blatant racism on, on, in your work these days? Say not, not genuinely, truthfully, not as much, whether okay. if I don't pay attention to it or not, but I, I actually don't see it. Like I, I actually read oh. all my comments, right? I have my, how do you say my uh, Google notifications on, right? I read all of them. Uh, I don't see it very often. Like I said, the only okay. thing that really comes in nowadays is definitely that I talk super fast but i i try to not but at the same time i i definitely know it's an anxiety thing like i'm well aware like if i press record it's i'm i'm going a mile a minute and i just don't know how to stop so i mean I, i'm i'm that's just me though that's just literally me so i can't change that so mm -hmm. i don't really worry about it anymore is that different for when you're doing your live stuff on twitch versus your like pre-recorded content I actually live content. I am way, way better at. I don't talk oh, yeah. fast. I feel like um, it's definitely YouTube because so Twitch, right? I'm I'm fully, fully myself. Like you know, I'll I'll drop a few cuss words here and there. Like you know, it, it, YouTube though, never. Like I will never. I'm very, I'm very strict on that because my mom mm. also watches and she probably like you know text me like <laughs> what. Um, <laughs> so. Yeah, but at the same time, I, I do think it's because YouTube doesn't know me entirely as much as like Twitch would, right? Because mm. they, they like look at my every gesture, my movement, like, you know, the jokes that I would say, right? And I think it has to do with the fact that YouTube doesn't know me, know me. And, you know, just recently, a few or about three weeks ago now, um, I started putting myself in the thumbnail to kind of like make it more personable. Oh, um, nice. So hopefully, and actually, it's getting more viewers. I guess all if there's any content creators out there watching right now, I mean, just put your face in. I'm not gonna lie; it actually does a lot. Um, but yeah, and and I think it's helping a lot because you know people can now associate you know the YouTube Seso HQ name immediately with a face rather than actually having to open the video. So I I think I'm gonna hopefully kind of reel it in with the whole anxiety thing soon. Um, but I also think helping like cut commentaries are helping a lot too, because I can kind of like have a script to read off of, cut it down and I can kind of pace myself that way. But I think definitely overall the total question is Twitch. I'm a lot more comfortable on because they know me entirely mm. than YouTube does. Do you think that there's kind of less of an ex expectation of like perfection on Twitch because it is live and you can only do, you can do so much like pre-production, but you're not doing like any you know, cutting and, 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 oh, that didn't come out perfect. So I'm retaking it. Basically there's less of an ex expectation for perfection on Twitch than there is on YouTube. Absolutely. Um, absolutely. Cause I, I do think people also enjoy the idea of what do I do if I tackle, you know, if I run into an issue while I'm designing something, or I do these series where I take someone's, um, PSD from the live stream, PSD, meaning their design, they just design in Photoshop. And I would then try to help them revamp it and, or, kind of redesign it in a way that I would end up doing so, whether if it's a quote unquote better idea and or just helping them give new ideas. Um, and that concept definitely helps because, you know, at that time, if I was doing that on YouTube, I would then, you know, make sure I come up with like five different concepts, pick the first, you know, the best one out of all those five, then redo the tutorial over and over again, make sure I'm perfect throughout the way. But 
while um, they're watching me live, I'm breaking it down, saying why, you know, um, trying things out so they can see, you know, why I didn't go with this idea, this or that, you know? So I do think, I think it's actually just overall better just because they can actually see the mistakes and learn from them um, and see kind of like my mistakes and how I think and process. So yeah, it's almost like I'm exposing myself mm -hmm. to them and they're just accepting it, you know? So that's the cool thing about it. Mm -hmm. Um, Do you feel that you uh, have any specific ways you try to manage that anxiety or like, is there anything that you currently do for your mental health? Yes, I actually uh, purchased one, one, two, three, four, five, six, six books. Nice. Um, I, I'm starting to read two at the moment. You know, they're, they're financial. They're so they're financial books, and then and another the the genre that I also picked was um uh, wellness and fitness. Um, oh, and genuinely, it's like fun. Like I I was never <laughs> like the biggest reader, right? I was just mm. sort of like very not. I was outside and just not reading, but. There's a there's this sort of thing where you know you're done with the day like it's like twelve o'clock at night because it's kind of like the bedtime that I kind of go for. Um, turn off my computer, right? You turn on your lamp light right next to your bed, and you just be like, you know, hey Google, set a timer for like forty minutes, just read for a little bit, and kind of like you know de-stress a little bit, and like there's just something about it, like going to bed after just and then wanted to read more. I don't know what it is. I think I just really wanted to always be in reading. I just never found it like the thing that I want to do, but it definitely helps me. Um, the reason why I think it helps me is because the books that I choose to read help me experience things that I won't experience unless I, how do you say, do experience them, right? Like, mm. and that that sort of helps the anxiety of what can happen, right? Because then you kind of know. And it's like mm -hmm. this cool process that I'm like super addicted to right now. So yeah, for sure. I actually, books and bought VR too and Beat Saber is saving my ass. <laughs> Oh, nice. Oh, what what kind of books are you reading lately? Uh, it's one's the it's probably super popular, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Oh, I've um, heard of that one, yeah. Yeah, it's actually super, super good. Um, the other one was Simple Path of Wellness. And it's just sort of this book of just it just helps kind of help you understand you, your like how you kind of process things and just sort of how to how to take the steps to make it better. And if I feel like I'm taking those steps to make it better, then I'm I'm doing something right in my opinion yeah well and that i feel like that's kind of that's very interesting because a lot i mean it's really not surprising that a lot of the people i end up talking to on this podcast are like very all about you know self-improvement and becoming the best version of themselves they can be and then that's also just completely reflected in their content like you know they're always trying to make their content better and they're always trying to make their work better and everything like that like do you identify with that absolutely uh especially now i just feel like like I said, there's just the, the consistent, I don't want to say pressure, like, yeah, pressure, but the consistent of being consistent is just <laughs> in your brain, you know, like you just, mm -hmm. you just feel like you always feel like you can do more because the people that pushed you around you showed you you can do more. So then you kind of get this kind of feeling that, I mean, I, there's obvious more self-improvement that I can do. Like, there's no such thing as perfect, but there's, there's this, you know, world of just like, you know, I love myself. I love myself right now, but I, I definitely could help with with mental and just sort of like not getting super stressed super easily. Mm -hmm. um, and that just comes with, like I said, I think biggest thing for me is has to be time management right now. And uh, like playing more video games kind of when I feel like it, you know, just not just mm -hmm. take a bit of a break, like a breather. And also, like I said, the VR thing helping move me a little bit because I haven't been going outside very much because I'm just not 
not the most comfortable going outside kind of like right now, but yeah, I mean, I, I would say just, just like, yeah, I, I, I've been getting saved from the idea of, you know, moving with VR reading and just the, yeah, it's just, I don't know. It's a hard, it's hard. It's definitely hard. That's for sure. So uh, I know earlier we talked about how you are very like you do your own thing and um, you've always been like a little different than other people. Do you think that you still take inspiration from like other creators and are you are you still um, like obviously, you know, no one's going to be like copying anyone's ideas. But do you like kind of um, are you inspired by other creators? Uh, Absolutely. Um, I do think the way the world moves forward is if you if if you get inspired in a way, I think, you know, there's no such thing. I firmly believe in the artist world, right? There's a saying that there's no such thing as original, right? Because yeah, everything you do, everything you see is definitely taken from somewhere. Some, so not taken as in credit taken, but taken as an idea, you know, assistance mm-hmm. taken. So I do think that same philosophy, I brought it into YouTube. Um, so there's this series that I do that was just like, uh, uh surprising small streamers with full revamps that's the series that i end up doing um and that concept came from the the youtubers that would be like donating x amount of money to twitch streamers right Mm -hmm. so i was like i don't you know got money to be spending ten thousand dollars on some streamers but i can make some really cool revamps for them and hopefully they can appreciate that more and help their look and help them then gain more traction money that way so That that's those kind of ideas and those kind of that's the kind of stuff that inspires me. I try to take the the mainstream sort of like money idea and try to translate that into the art ideas and try to like give back with art and not so much financial wise and mm-hmm. then help them grow in more of a uh, how do you say a way that they feel like they're doing it themselves almost. So I think oh. yeah, that's how I feel about that. That's really cool. So have you, um, are these often like uh, smaller streamers that you're surprising with these revamps and stuff? I do below hundred viewers is what I tend to go for. That's so cool. Do you then later have you like, how how long do you check in with them later on to see kind of how they're doing? I I always do it. And also I always follow them and always like, just let me know like how they're doing and things like that. That's so cool. Um, The process basically goes from me finding them. I go on a secondary account. I like tease ideas of like, hey, do you have a logo? Like, do you have, what's your favorite color? Like over the mm-hmm. course of a few days mm-hmm. and I gather all the information and then in the series, it's full on me doing it and hoping they like it at the end. But <laughs> I surprise them by donating, you know, ex- whatever amount of money, like the minimum. And I'm not donating for the, the concept there, but I donate so they can see it and they look at it and they're genuinely surprised and like, what, like what? And then later on, I would get on my account and some of them know who I am, some of them will not. But I would then tell my Discord to go raid them and be like, you know, go show them some love, you know, do this or that. And that day hopefully sticks with them. And they kind of like, you know, what if they had like seven viewers or 14, hopefully that just that feeling helps them, you know, push on forward. Um, but yeah, the the so I have two pretty good star ones that are like, you know, sort of like, quote unquote, blowing up in their own way, right? Where they're at maybe like averaging 40 or so, but now they're 150, 200. So and they're still holding my revamp. So, I mean, it's it's cool. It's cool That's to, so like, cool. be a part of their success without feeling, like, without feeling both sides that it was because of someone else. I just mm-hmm. think the idea of just assisting in my way feels like I helped someone. And in turn, he can grow, but also feel like he definitely did it on his own because the only thing he got was just this new look, right? 
So I just think it's it's just cool. And also, new look does count for a lot, by the way. I mean, the mm-hmm. first impressions do count, but overall, I just feel like it's just this. I love the feeling of of someone feeling like they did something because it was their they're doing. You know, that, that's what I feel like. Thank you again for checking out Happy Hour. I really appreciate that. Two reminders that I throw on pretty much the outro to every single episode now. First off is we will have bonus content and ad-free downloads of the podcast available soon, but not yet. You can go to happyhour.io slash podcast and enter your email in the little coming soon box and we'll notify you via email when all that bonus content that I've already recorded with all of my guests when we have that ready for your listening pleasure. The second thing is, if you're looking for an easy, free way to help out the podcast, it would really mean a lot if you would follow or rate the podcast on whatever platform you're listening on. For instance, if you're listening on Spotify right now, please follow us on Spotify. Or if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, please rate us out of five stars. Hopefully you want to give us a good rating, but it doesn't really matter. Either way, ratings and follows are two ways that really help the podcast get discovered. So I really appreciate it. Thank you all again for listening, and I will catch you guys next week.